0: Let's listen. This is episode eight in the season finale of this audio-only Grim Fandango Let's Play. My name is Sam Hillstead, and as always, I will be your narrator. Previously on Let's Listen, many learned that Meche, the Angelitos, and the Miners couldn't leave because they didn't have their double end tickets. But of course, they wouldn't because they'd been stolen by Hector Lamans. Meanwhile. Manny also found out that Gladys was dying from a lack of driving. So he fashioned a rocket-propelled gondola that rejuvenated Gladys and shot them back in the direction of El Maro. The gondola broke down in Rubacava, but with the help of Gladys' stomach juices and liquid nitrogen, which Manny's hanging onto, they were able to retrieve their old bone wagon. They pick up Olivia, the self-absorbed beatnik, on the way to El Maro where they run into Salvador and the LSA who have infiltrated Hector's operations. Or so they thought. An undercover agent of theirs was sprouted, and Salvador set off to quote, take care of things himself, which interestingly, Olivia wanted to help with. Now Manny wasn't one to sit idly by, so he and Meche fashioned their own plot to get to Hector. Manny needed a sprout gun, which he got from the munitions expert, Bowsley, and needed a disguise, which he got from the Johnny Thunder review. So now, with ridiculous face paint on and a sprout gun hidden under his winter coat, Manny enters the casino of Hector Lamonts, determined to retrieve their tickets and settle the score once and for all. Manny steps under the casino floor and is stunned by the sheer glitz and glamor of the place. Everything is gold. The slot machines, the elevators, the wall-to-wall carpeting, even the bathroom door handles, all gold. And after he gets his bearings, he does a double-take on those bathroom doors and realizes it's been a while.
1: So he takes a pit stop. Hi, Calivio. I can't remember the last time I had access to a men's room.
0: He looks visibly relieved. Then he moseys over to those gold elevators, which Manny knows leads straight to Hector's office. But guarding them is that big pink gorilla demon back from the DOD.
1: I think this is his good side.
0: He's as ugly as ever. Manny approaches and tries to play it cool.
1: Going up? This elevator goes up straight to the penthouse suite of Hector Lamanz. Mr. Lamanz, he only do the business with the very select elite clientele. I'm select, and I'm very elite. You look like you work in the meat locker to me, pal. These aren't my regular clothes. Well, then you get your regular clothes. I'll give you the regular treatment.
0: Manny does look ridiculous. He's still in his Johnny Thunder face paint and wearing his gray winter coat, which is starting to show its age. He's gonna have to get some more sensible clothes. But first, Manny goes up to one of the mini slot machines.
1: This is where Hector rips off the people too poor to go upstairs.
0: He sits down and realizes the machine works even if he doesn't pay.
1: Hey, these work without money. Maybe Hector's not all that bad. He
0: gives the handle a pull and
1: I knew it. he loses. They're all fixed.
0: But if Glottis were here, he'd want many to try again. So, in Gladys's honor, he gives it another pull
1: and... Hey! Oh, you're kidding me. It only pays off if you bet? That's not fair.
0: Enough playing around though, Manny needs to find some real clothes, ideally a nice suit and tie. He looks around the room and sees a familiar looking sleaze bag, but he's wearing a fancy suit. What's Chilla Charlie doing here in Hector's casino?
1: I knew that suitcase full of counterfeit tickets wasn't his.
0: He's playing the slots, and right next to him is
1: Meche. I wonder if she's intrigued by my new jaw.
0: Manny approaches.
1: Buenos dias. Back off, baller. My husband here will bust your jaw. Manny leans in and winks. Mechi, it's me. Manny? <sighs> That's some costume. Here, help me get Mr. High Roller here into this sheet so we can get out of here. She's holding a white sheet. Uh, why do you want to get him into a sheet? I told him there was a big toga party at the Casino Romano, but he had to wear this sheet to get in. After he changes, you take his suit and go upstairs. Manny looks impressed. Hmm, you're trickier than I thought.
0: Now Manny's dealt with Charlie before and knows he's pretty stupid, so he just throws the sheet over him.
1: Hey, is that you, young lady?
2: I'll get you. He starts
0: squirming around in the sheet until he falls off his stool. God. And then he just kind of keeps squirming on the ground. Hey, he starts to get a little frustrated.
1: Young lady, I'm going to punt this twerp the first chance Not I get. Funny. I know this guy, he can play the slots for days. He said as soon as the machine pays off, he'll come
0: with me. Ah. So that's the rub. Manny's gonna have to uh. get Charlie's machine to pay out before he leaves with me Eventually, he does work his way out of the sheet.
1: You must be patient, my kitten. Uh, I'll escort you to your party just as soon as my system pays off here.
0: So he gets back to playing the slots. Now Manny's no expert in rigging slot machines, Roulette is more his style, but there is this extremely suspicious man in a trench coat nearby.
1: Something strange is going on under that raincoat. He's
0: also riding a
2: unicycle.
1: Hey, what's going on under that raincoat?
2: I don't know. What's going on under that makeup? Agent Calavera?
1: You? Didn't Salvador chop you in half early this evening?
2: Yes, which has given me this glorious opportunity to serve the cause by gathering funds for the LSA while stealing from our arch enemy at the same time.
0: And he doesn't follow. He's just doing something weird with the slot machines.
1: What exactly are you doing with these slot machines?
2: I'll stick myself inside like a finger down the throat of Hector Limon's himself. And I'll make the machine regurgitate the wealth it has devoured.
1: Yeah.
0: Basically, since he has no legs anymore, he can fit himself inside the slot machine and get it to pay out.
1: There's a machine over here that seems unbeatable.
0: That
2: one with the sucker planted in front? Tell me when it gives up, and I'll make it cough cold change.
0: So that's the ticket. Manny goes back to Charlie and tosses the sheet over him again. Not again. He starts squirming. I'll get you. And he falls off his stool again.
1: Manny goes back to the agent. Not funny. Special assignment just in from Salvador. Hey! Crack that machine and leave the change right away. Hey, yes,
0: He rides his unicycle over, back. climbs inside of Charlie's slot machine, ah. fiddles around on the inside for a bit. Back. Charlie's, meanwhile, still struggling hey. in the sheet.
1: Oh, for crying out loud. The
0: agent slips out, just as Charlie frees himself from the sheet and pulls the lever.
1: I did it! Jackpot. My system worked! I knew it! I told you! That's great.
0: Now let's go so you can buy me a drink at the Romano. While Charlie's changing in the bathroom, Manny and Mecha make a plan.
1: I'll meet you at the train station with the tickets. There won't be one from me, so you'll have to go back by yourself. I'll tell that gatekeeper everything. He has to help us. Charlie comes out wearing a toga. Come, my lovely. I have another infallible system I'd like to demonstrate.
0: Ow. They walk off arm in arm and Manny feels bad for her. But Manny has to focus. So he goes into the bathroom and finds Charlie's suit and tie and puts them on.
1: Little tight in the shoulders, but at least it doesn't reek of sled dog.
0: He still has his face paint on, so he still looks sort of ridiculous, but, Maybe that'll be enough to get past the gorilla. As Manny walks up, the gorilla glares at him, like he's trying to figure out if Manny's up to something. But Manny presents much nicer this time though, and the gorilla does not seem to recognize him. So Manny stands tall and pretends like he belongs.
1: I'm here to conduct business with Hector Lamans. I just spoke with him on the phone and he's expecting me. You know Hector Lemans, huh? Okie Doki, then answer me this one simple question. He thinks. Huh okay. If Hector Lemans were a cat, how
0: many lives would he have? Manny is stupefied by this question. It's so
1: obvious. Nine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess you don't know Hector Laman's like I know Hector Laman.
0: Manny he looks confused. All right, let's go, buddy. He wants a do-over. Huh.
1: Okay. If Hector Laman's for driving a car 50 miles an hour, then what number am I thinking of right now? What? What kind of question is that? You're making up these questions. I'm sure it would seem that way to someone who doesn't know Hector Lamans. Alright. Let's go, buddy.
0: The gorilla seems content to keep playing this game, and so
1: Manny tries again. Ha! Huh, okay. How old was Hector Lamans when he stole his first dollar? He gives an educated guess. One? Oh sorry! <laughs> I guess you don't know Hector Lamans like I know Hector Lamans.
0: Manny gets a feeling that this gorilla. Alright. Let's go, buddy. Does not actually know Hector
1: Lamonts. Huh, okay, what is the circumference of Hector Lemans' head in inches?
0: Then Manny notices that the gorilla keeps looking at this big virtual roulette table. The ball stops on the number 29.
1: 29? Yeah, well, that was an easy one. Too bad, I win. Best two out of three. Don't mess with me, I know Hector Lamonts.
0: The gorilla has no choice but to let him through. The elevator shoots Manny straight to the penthouse suite, where he steps off into a lobby with a golden monogram on the floor that reads H.L.
1: I'll bet Hector pauses here every day and thinks to himself, boy, I wish I could see past my gut and enjoy my expensive monogram floor.
0: There are a few people milling about here. This appears to be a waiting room, but Manny's done with waiting. He marches straight up to the doors of Hector Lemans himself.
1: Well, here goes nothing. He knocks.
0: Fat man in a fez opens the door.
2: See, <laughs> I knew you could change change him. What? Who are you? I'm the Grim. He slams
1: the door. Oh, I wouldn't talk to him right now. He's mad at us because we won't buy his tickets.
0: It's another one of Manny's old clients. This time it's Celso, and
1: he's with what appears to be his wife. Celso Flores. What are you doing in Hector Lamont's waiting room? Um, oh, he sent us out here to make up our minds about his offer. Who are you? if you don't mind me asking. I'm your travel agent. Oh, I have a travel agent already. But he's miles away mopping floors in an automat, so I suppose the position is open. With his makeup, he is unrecognizable. Is this your wife, Celso? Yes, we've just returned from a lovely cruise. Well, it became lovely once I caught up with you, my little tamale. This also gives her a weird little tickle. Actually, I work for Hector. He sent me to answer your questions. Eh, uh, I'll handle this, my sweet one. This gets serious. What can you tell me about these double N tickets? This price seems much more than double. Many gets ready to sell. Well, they cost a mint because they save you a mint. Well, I don't have a mint, so what do I care? So he tries a different sales tactic. The real question is, don't you feel you're worth it? I know we're worth it. But are the tickets worth it? After all these years, Manny is a little rusty. What exactly are you saving your money for? A rainy day? Because let me tell you, you're dead. Every day is rainy from now on. Yes, but there's no reason not to be careful with your money.
0: Nothing's working, so Manny tries a totally different tactic.
1: It's a scam. The tickets are counterfeit. Take your money and run. Ho, ho, ho. Don't try any of that tricky reverse psychology on me, my friend. Manny has one last technique to try. Well, enough about you guys. Let me tell you about my problem. To talk about himself. Actually, we have a lot of talking we need to do, so. He starts with the makeup. This makeup breathes about as much as vulcanized rubber. Yes, but it brings out your strong jaw.
0: It's starting to work.
1: I can't raise my arms in this suit. Well, let's just hope no one pulls a gun on you tonight, huh?
0: He keeps going.
1: I just got back from the worst vacation I've ever had. Actually, I just got back from quite an adventure myself, so... Well, I'm sure you've seen flying spiders and flaming beavers, but trust me, it gets worse. You see, I've been to the edge of the world and back. He tells his story. I had no idea traveling the land of the dead was so fraught with peril. Now how much would you pay just to skip the whole thing? Darling, come. Let us blow our nest egg together.
0: Manny's still got it. Celso and his unnamed wife head back to Hector's office. The fat man himself opens the
1: door. Mr. Lamans, we've decided to take you up on your generous offer. Excellent
2: excellent the little lady changed your mind eh
1: no actually it was your agent over there he points at manny I'm, 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 of
2: course he's one of my best <laughs> well come on here let's chat shall we ah still got it Manny was
0: worried there for a second but it's all good pretty soon The Flores couple leaves, and Hector looks right at Manny. I don't know who
2: you are, and I don't know what spell you cast on the Flores couple, but stick around. Once I'm done with them, there's something across town I'd like to show you. He takes Manny into his office. Am I talking about just a job here, or am I talking about opportunity in the general sense? We've had a lot of openings in this office in the last couple of years, and frankly, we've had trouble filling them. I could really use a closer like you on the team.
0: He leads Mania into an adjacent room, and it hits him.
2: This could be your
0: office. It was his office. Hector throws him a cloak.
2: Yeah, try this on. See how it feels. That's yours too. There's a suitcase. And as an added bonus. Full of tickets. Two percent of these, Mr. He pulls
1: his gun out. My name's
2: Calavera, and I want a bigger cut. Oh, but Mr. Calavera, I'm going to need most of these to get myself out of this world. You see, I've been a very bad boy.
1: (laughs) I'm going to deliver those tickets to their rightful owners, and I'm going to deliver you to the compost pile. But
0: then, a bird crashes through the window. Manny shoots it. It instantly sprouts, but the commotion let Hector get away. Manny spots him on a ledge outside the window where there's an enormous mechanical woman with her legs swinging back and forth between two buildings. Hector jumps and grabs onto the leg, which carries him across the gap until the leg gives out. Hector throws the suitcase onto the other roof. He barely grabs the ledge, but then he slips and falls into the darkness below. And Manny just stood there watching it happen. He feels a little bad that he wasn't the one able to dole out the justice, but at least justice was done. He makes his way to the roof where he sees some pigeons. Hello? Pigeons? Friends now? They seem ambivalent, which is odd because they'd certainly be able to recognize Manny now. He's back in his grim reaper cloak and he's taken off that silly makeup. All that's left to do now is to get those tickets from the other roof. So he inspects this giant sign that Hector broke. It's a woman in a red dress lit up in neon, and she was swinging her leg in a sort of sultry way until Hector broke it. She was a seedy, sexy marketing ploy, and the perfect embodiment of the cesspool of hedonism that Hector turned this town into, and now she's going to help Manny retrieve those tickets.
1: I bet I could get over to the other roof on the leg of this sign, but the leg's pointed too far down and it looks like Hector blew the motor.
0: However, the sign does appear to be entirely supported by this gargoyle statue, which has a small but noticeable crack in it. If the statue were to fall over, it'd make a
1: perfect bridge. I think using that old gargoyle as a structural support for Glamour Girl here was a bad idea.
0: So he takes out his bottle of the fast-acting Sproutella he got from Bowsley, and he pours some into that little crack. And almost immediately, vines start to grow from it. And then, the gargoyle falls off, and the entire sign comes crashing down.
1: Well, it was gonna happen
0: eventually. And it actually doesn't create a perfect bridge, but instead, a perfect slide. He shoots over to that other roof and gets the suitcase. He meets Meche at the train station, where one of the tickets flies out of the suitcase and into her hand.
1: That one must be yours.
0: So she goes to the platform. Don't
1: forget to send for help.
0: With a suitcase in hand, she strides confidently up to the ticket counter, where there's a silhouette of something strange. It's one of Hector's evil birds. It attacks Meche, and she's just barely able to wrestle control of the suitcase and throw it to Manny. Mm. Gladys goes to help, but there are too many of them. A car pulls up out of nowhere.
1: I, run, find Salvador.
0: The car door opens.
1: Get in, quick.
0: It's Olivia. Manny gets in, and they speed away.
1: We were supposed to have coverage back there. Where are all of Salvador's men? I don't know. He hasn't told me yet.
0: She throws Salvador's skull into the back seat. Hola, Manuel. She stops the car in front of a large greenhouse atop a hill. She steps out. Time for you to swing, daddy-o. Let's see you walk. Olivia has her sprout gun trained on Manny. He steps out and sees that this hill is covered as far as the eye can
1: see in flowers. These flowers? All people Hector has sprouted? Hey, when you're on top like my boyfriend Hector is, you make a lot of enemies. Manny looks at her with disgust. What? You know, you really have bad taste in men.
0: No, I have a taste for really bad
1: men. There's a difference.
0: First Max, and now Hector. Manny should have known. Olivia's been rotten all along. She stole her gun on Manny, and she waves for him to go up to the greenhouse, where Manny sees the silhouette of a hunched over man with an enormous gut, who's wearing a fez and holding a gun. Somehow, Hector survived the fall. As Manny walks to the greenhouse, he passes a large water tank with some sort of irrigation system attached.
2: Hmm,
1: Hector supplies water to keep the flowers alive? Does he see them as a memorial or as trophies?
0: Either way, it's twisted. Many looks back at Olivia, still pointing her gun right at him, urging him forward. He has no choice. He has to face his destiny, just like everyone else. He stands at the entrance.
1: This is the way in. I just hope there's a way out.
0: He's still in his black, grim reaper cloak, but now is completely unarmed. He steps inside, where Hector...
2: She loves me. Is
0: picking petals off a flower. She
2: loves me not.
0: Looking pathetic.
2: Well, you're half right. He looks up. Oh, Manny. So cynical. What happened to you, Manny, that caused you to lose your sense of hope, your love of life? I died. I see. <laughs> I guess Domino is right. You don't have a shred of optimism.
1: Well, when it comes to shreds, Dom is the expert.
2: And by that same logic, Manny, you're about to become an expert in botany.
1: Is this where you tell me all about your secret plan, Hector? How you stole double-end tickets from innocent souls, pretended to sell them, but really hoarded them all for yourself in a desperate attempt to get out of the land of the dead?
0: No. He raises his gun (laughs) and shoots many in the heart.
2: <laughs> this is where you writhe around in excruciating pain for about an hour because that idiot Bowsley ran off with all the fast acting sproutella. The slow stuff will sprout you, but it's going to take a long time. I'm sorry to say.
0: Many stumbles out of the greenhouse. Vine's already taking hold.
2: Manny, where are you going? You've got some time, you know, before you have to leave. (laughs) Get it? Leave!
0: (laughs) He tries running, but finds his strength quickly fleeting. Uh, uh, uh. He falls to the ground. Small daisies begin growing from his chest, along with a few leaves.
1: Green spreading so painful. I claw it out but I don't have the strength.
0: He rummages through his cloak searching for something, anything that could help when he finds that little bottle of liquid nitrogen. It's a long shot but he pours it into his chest. The flowers freeze and then wither and
1: die. Toto Santos.
0: He shoots back up to his feet and marches back to Olivia, who's searching in vain for her ticket. Come on, shake it for me, baby. One of you must be mine. The tickets don't move. (sighs) No way in hell she's earned a spot on the double N. Fortunately, she's too preoccupied with the tickets to notice Manny. He slips into the back seat to talk things over with Salvador, or what's left of him. His body may be gone but he's still wearing that LSA beret.
1: He truly gave his body to the cause.
2: Manuel, listen carefully. There's a gun in the trunk of this car, but the trunk key is with my body somewhere in the meadow behind the greenhouse. Find it. Right. And tell Leva
1: that I know she will guide the Alliance wisely when I am gone. For when I bite this explosive tooth, the deadly cloud will sprout not just my target, but me as well. Your target? What are you?
2: Hey, get out of there.
0: Farewell, my friend. She shoves Manny away from the car. What were you talking about with the head of the LSA in there? And then she picks up the skull of Salvador Limones. Huh, Sal? Got something you want to share with the class?
2: Only this. Viva la revolucion!
0: (laughs) Ah! He bites down and her face turns into a horrifying bouquet of tulips. She collapses. Thank God. And then Manny goes to check out the suitcase. He opens it and sees
1: Hey, my sight.
0: And one of the tickets jumps out and flies to Sal's body.
1: Well, what do you know? Sal had a ticket all along.
0: Or at least it flies to Salvador's head. And it's floating there, fluttering, clearly reacting to Salvador.
1: It's amazing how Salvador's ticket is still drawn to him.
0: Which is good because Manny still needs to find Salvador's body, which has the key to the trunk, where Manny can find a gun and end Hector once and for all
1: seems to be attracted to something over this way.
0: The ticket leads Manny to a patch of daffodils, where it settles. He takes out his scythe. And in his cloak atop this flowery hill, under the moonlight, he becomes the Grim Reaper Incarnate. He raises his blade. And in one fell swoop, he cuts the daffodils down, revealing a silver key. Manny returns to the car, he opens the trunk and sure enough he finds a sprout gun, along with
1: Ah yes, lots of ammo.
0: a virtually endless supply of Sproutella ammunition.
1: Freeze, Hector. He practices. Yeah,
0: you heard me. With his sprout gun now, and a cloak full of ammunition, Manny marches back to the greenhouse. But Hector is nowhere to be found. As Manny's about to enter, Hector opens fire and just barely misses.
1: Olivia, who's out there? I'm the Grim Reaper, lardass, and you're my next customer.
2: Shouldn't you be a batch of posies by now?
0: Manny shoots back.
2: Come on, shorty!
0: But Hector has barricaded himself in there. Manny can't find a clear shot, and Hector just keeps Ah! on firing. It seems he has an endless supply of ammunition. Just like Manny. So they're in a standoff, shooting back and forth.
1: People who live in glass houses get pretty good at ducking, I see. Is that your best?
0: And then Manny realizes it hasn't been brute force that's gotten him this far. It's been his ingenuity. So he takes aim at the water tank connected to the greenhouse and opens fire. The Sproutella injects itself into the water tank and the sprinklers inside start spraying a green mist. Ah! Manny thinks fast and closes the door and the greenhouse starts filling with this noxious green cloud.
1: That doesn't sound good.
0: No, it doesn't. But Manny has to see for himself this time. He has to make sure that this vile, horrible monster never hurts another soul again. So very slowly, he walks up to the door and tries to see inside. And then there's an explosion from inside. The doors creak open as a mountain of Green goo and sticky vines spill out. It's finally over. So many throws the gun on the ground and walks off into the night. When we see him next, he's on board the number nine itself, along with Meche and Gladys. The train shoots them straight to the ninth underworld in no time, well, in four minutes to be exact. The train comes to a stop right in front of the gates atop that beautiful Mayan pyramid. They step off and show the gatekeeper that suitcase full of double-end
1: tickets. You can count them if you want. They're all here. How about yours? The company gave me one on the other end, sort of every time in present. And uh, demons ride free, right? Aw, oh, man, you know I can't go with you. I'm a spirit of the land and all that. I can't ever leave this world. I guess I got so wrapped up in saving people, I just assumed I'd be able to save you, too. Yeah, but I don't need to be saved. I like it here. I'm not all alone in that basement anymore, thanks to you. I got a new job and all these new friends. I'm a big demon success story. So, I guess this is it, then.
0: Manny extends his hand for a handshake.
2: give me me a hug. Bladis hugs him. (laughs) You were the best boss.
0: I ever He squeezes Manny harder, clearly not wanting to let him go.
1: But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Manny and Mecha board the train, along with all the coral miners and the Angelitos, Pugsy and BB. And then, they settle into a private cabin. Manny?
1: Yeah? When we get to the next world. What is it, Angel? Are we going to be together? You know, sweetheart, if there's one thing I've learned, it's this. Nobody knows what's going to happen at the end of the line, so you might as well enjoy the trip.
0: Mecha leans in and closes the blinds. And then, the train takes off. And on the other side of the pyramid, it simply disappears. Thanks for listening to Season 2 of Let's Listen. Manny and Meche got their happy ending after all. And I just love that ending so much. The moment with Lottis squeezing Manny so tight he can't say anything back, the lean-in for the kiss, the train disappearing on the other side, just beautiful. One of my favorite endings of any video game ever. I hope the ending and really the season as a whole brought you joy because that's what this is all about. And it's why I chose a wackier, funnier game for this season. Everyone was going through tough times, myself included, and I just wanted to add a bit of levity to the show. But don't worry, next season I will probably go back to dark and intense again. But I'm not beholden to that, I want to hear from you all about what game you think I should do for next season. I have my own personal shortlist, but I'm curious what you all think would be a good fit for this bizarre format I'm creating. The best place to reach me for any ideas, or if you just want to get in touch, is on social media. I'm at Let's Listen Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, if you have time and are so inclined, I would also love it if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Now before I sign off, I just want to say again thank you, thank you, for listening and for joining me on this adventure. It's been a wild ride, and I'll see you next time for season three. In the meantime, enjoy the final 30 seconds of this epic sax solo.